if you take it in humility, you're willing to listen and to understand where that person might be coming from and not judge, like you mentioned, or not condemned, you know? So humility, I think, is that, that piece that can be highlighted or reminded of us today as we're listening to like these words again. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to The Mustard Seed. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. Join us on our journey. It's Wednesday morning. You know what that means. <laughs> we are back in it. Excited to be back together. Um, been waiting for this for, oh, what? It feels like forever, but <laughs> it was only one week <laughs> we were away. Week. Yeah. Uh, I felt lonely last week not hearing. I didn't know yeah. what day it was because yeah, I woke I was up and I was like, too. what day is it? I need it's, Andrew to tell me. Yeah. But here we are. I'm yeah, excited to be back. Excited yes. to uh dive into some more um stuff from the Bible, some more verses, some more discussing. Um yep. we're sticking, and also just talking. We're just talking. We were saying before, like enjoy this nice little uh banter that we've been able to start creating yeah. on these new longer podcasts and just look forward to sitting here and being able to record. So yeah, we took a little bit of a week. Took mm-hmm. a week off. Um but did a little announcement as far as kind of what we're building and other platforms and stuff as well. So like we said from the beginning, like we're constantly going to keep trying to build new things and spice it up, spice it up, create different content and, you know, just continue to learn as we go. So Mm -hmm. we're enjoying this journey um, together and everything. But um, yeah, this week we're going to talk, we're sticking with the new Testament. We're going to get into chapter eight of John's gospel um, talking about Jesus and the woman and casting the first stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, another well-known, um, good topic. And I also we... misunderstood by a lot of people, I think. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of people dive into that as like, don't judge, but it's like, don't condemn. That's the main thing that mm. Jesus, he didn't condemn her. Mm. Like, And he, he's the only person who could because he's the only person who didn't have sin. But we'll get into that a little later. Well, I got some silly stuff to talk about. Oh, dude, yeah. I was curious if you did. <laughs> so I saw some things. This is what that, happens when we have a week yeah. off. You get prepared. Oh, for I got it. a bunch of them. <laughs> I got a file cabinet full of fun of little uh, things to talk about. But um, oh, God. there was one thing I thought that was interesting. I was like, what like family uh, food? A lot of people, different families, eat. you ever go to your friend's house and you're like, what are we eating? Sure. Like, uh, Chinese tacos or something like that. Yeah. Some people like have different uh, family like things that they do. Or what is something like you eat that is uh, other people might think is gross. Like I have two things. I love cold gravy and I love dipping bread in it and eating it. And uh, Jessica thinks that's disgusting. Okay. And uh, I also love to put macaroni and cheese on my hot. Really? Yeah. It's really good. I love that. Is there I, anything like weird like that you do that you guys do? Yeah, put me on a spot. We also have Josh on the microphone finally. Hey, you guys can hear me. Checking in. I yeah. last uh I think last podcast we had uh, the episode, we were talking to each other and it was just you like, could totally could hear me at all. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're like, this is great radio. <laughs> so now we've got a microphone on the on the producer side, which is awesome. So um yeah. You're putting us on the spot here, Drew. I don't know. Did anything pop into your head, Josh? I got to think. Cheese, mac and cheese on a hot dog does sound good. Yeah, I've done, growing up, my family would do like 
mac and cheese and then cut up a hot dog in it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's so a, like, same, a little reverse. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mom used to make uh, beans and put hot dogs in it, frank and beans. I oh, mean, yeah. that's a pretty normal thing, yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's not, pretty normal. That's not crazy. It's like, I always thought like, I mean, a lot of people do it. I always thought the English muffin pizzas were weird. But, like, we, I used to grow up eating those a yeah, lot. Yeah, my mom makes those yeah. a lot. That was kind of a... Hmm. What, um... I don't think this is too crazy. You make... you Right? You put cream cheese and jelly on sandwiches? Or, no, butter no, 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 and jelly. No. On bagels, I oh, mean? Oh, butter and jam. Butter and jam. Yeah, yeah. That's, like... James is... James is... Had uh, cream cheese and jelly before. I don't know cream if I was ever going to dive into well, that one. Look at um the sushi I like. The Philly roll is uh, cream cheese and salmon. So that's oh. weird. You know? I love cream cheese. Cream cheese is in bean dip. Sometimes yeah. that goes under the radar there. I feel like if you had a, uh, if like you're talking about family parties and like someone coming in from a family party, I don't know if bean dip is a staple outside of like our family parties. Yeah, probably not. And we call it know. bean dip and there's no beans in it. No, so it's just melted cheese. <laughs> it's just melted there. cheese and the meat, mm-hmm. the Hornell meat. Yeah, um, remember that one time we were in uh, uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, and um, uh, we couldn't eat meat. Yeah, and we was, wanted bean dip really bad, and we just waited until twelve o'clock. <laughs> we just all waited up until we waited until midnight to have, to bean, have dip. bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was because uh, it was winter break, and yeah. it was during uh, the Olympics. And yeah, everything. it was yeah. in February, so yeah. it was during Lent. And I remember it was Friday, yeah. so we couldn't eat meat, and we had to wait till midnight. Um, and we went to that really cool church that was huge. Yes, yeah. I think about that sometimes. I forget the name of that church, but I just always remember how big it was. Yes, it was like a, almost like an amphitheater. And that was the first time I've ever been to a church that had people sitting all around oh. the altar. Mm. Pretty wild. Um, I got to think about this food thing. Oh, we can come back to yeah, it if you can think back. about it a little bit. And another thing I saw that I thought was interesting that at first I was like, no, this can't be true. It says, like, I read this thing, like, if you look around the room and you look at things, like, you know how it would feel on your tongue. <laughs> like, I saw that. What? I mean, I if guess so. If you think about it. If you think about it. Because you're touching this. Yes. At first, I thought it was like, oh, is it installed in you as a toddler? Like, Because you know you're just putting yeah. everything yeah. in your mouth. But um, I told James this on uh, Saturday, and he was telling me that um, it's from, like, you touching it, and you know how it feels. So, like, your tongue just, like, figures it out. Like, I'm sure looking at this foam, you know how the foam feels on your tongue. Yeah, it's weird. I know it is weird. I'm yeah, looking at everything right it's now, like, and I'm like, whoa. I could, like, that uh, workbench with the, I could taste that. Sawdust? Yeah, like, I could just taste that. <laughs> yeah, right? That's crazy. Wow, now I'm going to look at things from a completely different light. <laughs> I'm just going to be tasting everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Actually, you know what I saw, which was a really weird combination? Um, the, co- the quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats, I believe he's still there. Did he get drafted? I don't know where he's at. Yeah, yeah I think he's still in Kentucky. Um, he's got some weird combinations. Like he eats bananas mm-hmm. straight, like doesn't peel it, just takes a bite. Oh, he eats the skin. Yes, oh. he just eats the skin. I've, I've heard of people who eat the skin. But he recently was talking that's about that he me. puts uh, mayonnaise in his coffee. His coffee. That, that's weird. That's See, I'm, weird. A, I'm off the – I gave up – I'm trying to do a health cleanse thing, so I gave up coffee for like – I'm, I'm, trust me, I'll be back on as soon as uh, um, the new baby's here. Uh, but Yeah, uh, I was going to say, that's yeah. going to be a tough one. I'll be back on. But it, um, let me tell you, the first two days, like, I had, I was shaking. I was, like, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you I just went it, cold turkey. And I was just like, I can't imagine. Like, yeah, I went cold turkey. I Oof. just gave it up. And it was so hard just giving up that. Yeah. Because uh, I would have three cups a day. I wake up at three and three thirty in the morning. So now I just drink a cold cup of water. And that's it. Oh uh, yeah. No caffeine. Wow. I so I've been trying to like um consciously not depend on caffeine, but I realize that I, I lean on it a lot when i I get to certain moods it's just like i I need i find myself more awake i was like falling more asleep with the caffeine and then until you needed another tick that's interesting Hmm. that's pretty good ronnie told me that the other day um she said the first thing you should do when you wake up is drink water because it wakes yeah a lot of people that's why i started doing that (laughs) yeah um i I actually didn't have coffee today until 11 o'clock and i was up at 7 a.m so that's pretty good i mean Uh, (laughs) how long has it been did you say it was? Uh, it's been t- uh, twelve days. Twelve days. Twelve no days of coffee. No coffee. What's up? What's the health cleanse? I'm curious about this because I love- no. It's just I'm just eating right. Yeah. Uh, I think I took off a total of like twenty pounds already. Wow. So that's awesome. Uh, a lot I- more to go, but just trying to get healthy and uh, yeah, let's get that energy back. <laughs> of course, that's a great thing. I would love to work like do those things together. Like I've been. Uh, consciously trying to always stay because i realize now how hard it is to get into the gym and like do oh, those yeah. like workout things so like i still pay the gym they're still getting my money but <laughs> i haven't been there <laughs> so it's all about what you eat yeah, that's yeah. like half the oh, battle yeah. you know and when you can't get there it's like that part of it will will keep you going yeah. so we're gonna have to have some check-ins see how long you can do i don't know if i can go 12 days without caffeine I'm hope I pretty also good. like cut out like sodas and all that, so that's great. And that's not even Gatorades and just water. That's all I've been having. That is a huge piece. Yeah, sugar. I hate drinking my calories. Mm. I always stick to water. If it's a Gatorade, it's a zero. Like yeah. that. That's really important. So. It's tough though. It yeah. is hard, but because yeah. I love ginger ales, like uh, that would be my one of my favorite things to have. Yeah, I always order that with dinner or whatever. But yeah. um, what? Luckily, I like water a lot, so. <laughs> Uh, love water yeah yeah no i i do think that that can be like a huge change just ch- just cutting out those calories so yeah oh, that's awesome cool we're gonna keep uh i'm gonna start trying to revisit where i'm at exodus always did a little like regroup of like okay what am i eating where am mm. i at yeah well, same with me too because i was doing noon for a while and the peak i lost like 23 pounds or something wow um but i gained some of it back so I'm, Maybe yeah. Let's let's re let's commit. Let's do it. Make it happen. Through yes. the mustard seed diet. Only eat mustard seeds. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it from now on. Mustard and water. Buy our supplement now. <laughs> yeah. I'll start selling it. <laughs> I wonder what that would taste like. Crushed mustard seed. Yeah, and water. right. And water. That's like there's one of your weird foods you could have. That's it. There we go. We figured it out. <laughs> I love that. All right, cool. I'm gonna start to put a cleanse together yeah. as well. I got to start figuring out. Oh, you know what was a big thing for me? Because I went through a big transition after college. If you look at Emily's wedding, I was 250. So I lost 50 pounds. Yeah, but you were muscle, though. No, no. I was, I was a little, I was a squishy marshmallow. But the, uh, the biggest thing that I did was, because it was also the nature of work, I cut out um, heavy lunches. Uh, I yeah. used to eat, like, big lunches. Because, like, just from work, you know, everyone orders in or mm-hmm. you're going out for with like a customer or something. And it was like, I didn't realize how much I was eating in the middle of the day and then I'm still having a big dinner. So that was a big, uh, I got to get back on that. Yeah. Maybe that could be helpful. Um, cool. 
one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit today is like I had a friend who went to uh, the yeah. Holy Lands and she told me a lot of interesting facts. Uh, she told me about um, like she visited where Jesus did his first miracle. All those places are turned into chapels now. Yeah. And it's like run by the brother, the the brothers, the the, the monks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Josh might know better than I do. It's wrong. Oh, I'm it's not r- sure. What are the... the for like Francis? Yeah, yeah. Guys? Yeah, run yeah. by them. And uh, she was telling me how strict they are. Like, you can't, obviously, you can't enter in uh, shorts and stuff. It's very holy. And um, so she was telling me all this stuff. Uh, one thing she told me, like, how beautiful where, how beautiful where Peter lived was, how it got turned into um, his home is a chapel now. And then it's like the floor you can see through and it's like crystallized. Really? Um, she said that was a very beautiful spot. She went to uh, the tomb of Jesus. She uh, put some rocks in her pocket. <laughs> and she was telling me too, um, two things. Like Judas, it was very interesting. Where he hung himself is like condemned and like a pit now. Wow. So like, it makes sense. Sure. Never really thought about that. Never mm. heard about that. Uh, it was very interesting to hear that part. Mm. How even like the Jewish people stay away from that area. Wow. Um, and then she told me the absolute beautiful place was where Jesus asked Peter three times if he uh, loves him. On she went water? to that little spot. And yeah. She said it was beautiful. Oh. And uh, what else did she tell me? Oh, the Dead uh, Sea? Yes. Smells. Apparently, like, that's where all your sins go. She <laughs> said it, it was horrible. Like, she, they had to get rid of their clothes. Really? It yeah. smells that bad. Because it's all our sins just going there, apparently. But <laughs> very take, interesting. Like, yeah. The, I would love to make a trip. Yeah, I would love to too. That it's cool to hear about that. It's cool to like image, like put an image to just like the things you read about. Like I couldn't imagine being able to see it. Yeah, exactly. Just like oh, she she said she was like touching everything, just to be like just in hopes of like touching where Jesus touched. Mm. That's that's such a that's such a cool thing. And she probably did. She probably had her hand root exactly where he had it or something like that. Yeah, like and I've seen a lot of pictures now. just through Twitter, you see more of it. I went on Formed, actually, because I was been really interested. And they have some video series on, like, tours of um, mm. the Holy Land and all of that. Um, it's some really, like, just scenic views and just some beautiful, especially from the Mount of Olives. And you look over yeah. uh, to Jerusalem and you see, like, the temple. That's, and the big that's where she was temple. telling me it looks like the Christmas card. She's yeah. like, you know the Christmas cards that look like this? She's like, it looked just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on one of the podcasts. Jason Everett was in the Holy Land recently, and he was on the Sea of Galilee tubing with uh, the group he was with. They're all tubing. Um, But he did a video to show, like, where the winds come in from the certain angles of the Sea of Galilee and how there's a building there that um, there's watermarks, like something crazy, like 20-something stories high of where the water can reach when the seas are really, like, ripping. That's crazy. So to think about the story we did with uh, when Jesus calmed the storm or when he mm. walked out, and they thought they saw a ghost. I think I mentioned that actually on this podcast, but um, it's so cool to like to visualize, to see it with your own eyes. Yeah. One day I hope I'm blessed to go there. That'd be, that'd be awesome. How about this? We get 10,000 followers on Spotify. We'll, we'll plan it. <laughs> yeah. We'll like, make a trip. <laughs> yeah, we, we can go. do some content now. <laughs> we set it here. We'll put it down. Let's Even though she was telling me they don't let you like, film or pictures or anything of course but. yeah i think there's a lot to it right but um yeah man that would be that would be some some trip 
we'll put it we'll put a counter down whenever we get to ten thousand. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. Oh. I'm in. And uh, I can announce our baby's name. Oh, we picked the right. name. We uh, picked the name Elijah, which is a very familiar yeah. name. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I bet that. That's awesome. Yeah. So there Beautiful. we go. Yeah. There's a story behind it, correct? Mm-hmm. And that the uh, it, you know it means like um, the uh, I forgot. Oh that's not, yeah. We'll cut that. So yeah, it just cut doesn't that. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was gonna help you, but I forgot too. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, guys. <laughs> it's something like, you are my God. Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Right, that so, rings a bell. That right. rings a bell. It means like, uh, you are my God. And uh, <laughs> I like how that, <laughs> I want that to run, but we'll yeah. let it go. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we picked the name because of the faith we have in God and what um, we went through with the miscarriages. And this is our rainbow baby. And, uh, just believing in God, uh, that is part of like the name of Elijah. Mm. Um, so, uh, of course, my a lot of people are going to call me Eli, but <laughs> yeah, hey, Eli's a yeah. great name. Yep. I love is, that. Yeah, we'll have two E's in the family. Yeah. Elliot's a, an E, so there you go. I think that's such a cool Easy name. E's. Yeah, I, I love the name. I was we were just throwing names out there. I threw that one out, and then uh, at first I didn't think she. Uh, liked it we actually had the name leo for a for a while actually we had the name jet for one day j-e-t-t <laughs> and we're like we're gonna name our kid jet and then we're like oh what if he's slow and then kids will make fun of him <laughs> but uh yeah we went, we went with elijah and uh i think that's excited awesome. and we've been even logan like logan says elijah all the time cool. like i brought down the bassinet and he's like that's elijah's bed that's yeah. awesome. That's a cute name. That's going to be the say. interesting uh, uh, reaction of like how he's going to be with another kid in the house. Of course. Giving up. He doesn't like me talking to Jess, so I can't imagine him being okay with like a baby being. Yeah, he's going to be a learning now. curve, but. Of course. How did you guys do with like picking baby names? Was like, was it hard for you to like find a name with, with your, with your lady? Um, not with Logan. Like we, when we were, yeah, yeah we right? had that since we were 17, we decided like Logan. Yeah. We both like the name. Um, and we have a, a girl's name if we ever have one, if we decide to. Um, but uh, this one was harder. We didn't have a, a second boy's name. Yeah. So we, we struggled with the boy's name. We had a girl's name forever. Um, boys, we had like a list of tons of different names that everything kept changing. It wasn't until we were on the way to the hospital. Well, yeah, it was like a week before that we were like, hey, I think Elliot sounds good. But then on the way to the hospital, we were like, Okay, this, this is it. Like we're, we're in. So yeah, it was like that too with us. It was hard for us to come up with boys' names, but it was one of those things where like she would have a suggestion, and I'd be like, "No, that's awful." Right? <laughs> and then I would have a suggestion, and be like, "No, that's awful." I feel like maybe it's because See, we I have friends I, that are guys. Like, I was gonna go Leonardo after the Ninja Turtle, but then <laughs> I think Elijah's better after like the <laughs> prop and yeah. just like what it means—the meaning of Elijah's name. Leo yeah. was in our rotation for a little bit too. Actually, we thought about that name. Um, yeah, names are hard because I always, as soon as I hear a name, I associate it with someone I know. Yeah, that's a problem. So that was yeah. the hardest thing. When uh, Brendan was born, we were in those conversations. I wanted Brendan to be Patrick Ryan because James, well, my name is Ryan James, and then James is James Patrick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, if we name him Patrick Ryan, we'll have a full circle, a circle of boy yeah. names. You mm-hmm. know? But that didn't, my vote didn't count. Um, and my best friend in high school, like Brendan, 
my best friend. So I was like, I can't, it's Brent. I already know Brendan, but now you, I mean, it's little Brendan and big Brendan, but it's big Brendan. Now he's big Brendan. Now I should say that I got to ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually. Yeah. He's not. What? Uh Oh, we're going to have to, it's Does funny. he still have long hair? I'm gonna cut his ponytail. No, he cut his yeah, hair. Yeah, he has to yeah, for lawyer. Exactly. Um, so more official now. But, but uh let's uh jump into it a little bit. I think we have like different opinions on it. I don't know if you want to read it. Sure. Uh it's not that long. Yeah, um, I got it. And then we can kind of like go about like what we think of it. Of course. I think that's a good idea. Um, I don't know how well my uh reading voice is, but yeah, I'll do it. So this is from the Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. So I'll just kind of summarize it because I don't want to give like a full like word for word like reading. Sometimes it's, I don't know, sometimes I feel like story time. Well, that's the thing with this one. You have to... I'll call out the important pieces. At what point did, uh, you know, like there's different interpretations. It's well known, like don't throw stones. Like Jesus said, don't throw like glass houses they turned it to that and there's all this but it's like one of the important things is like what was he he was ignoring them and he was just writing in the sand and then he stood up and said what he said so it's like uh at what point like where do you go with like the interpretation of like did he run when they were when he was writing something or he ran like pretty much right after uh he's you know he said like throw you know yeah you without sin but sure so I'll, i'll go through it then so um, so this is Gospel of John, chapter 8. So this is when Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, he's saying. So early in the morning, he's at the temple, mm-hmm. and people came and sat down, and he began to teach them. Um, so the scribes and the Pharisees then came to him, and they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery mm-hmm. um, and made her stand before them. And interesting thing, too, right? Mm-hmm. Right there, she was caught. And with the law then, you... Are the witness to the crime you can throw you can stone her yes but if you uh falsely accuse them or it's found out later on that they were innocent yeah then they get stoned right so why didn't they throw the stone why did they bring them to jesus they were trying to set jesus up so i mean it says she was caught in adultery but like part of me is like was she that's my th- thought of reading it i read it multiple times like just trying to figure it out. I discussed with uh, my wife to hmm. get different things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just like really trying to figure this one out. Of course. Hey, that's good. I love breaking it down and trying to find they were, different angles. In this, they were really trying to, the whole thing that these guys were doing, they wanted Jesus to cast judgment, right? Oh, they were testing. Yeah, him. they wanted him. So then what if he did? And then they were like, well, he, she didn't do uh, adultery. And then, you know, the story would have changed. But right away, he ignored them, went down, started writing in front of her. Of course. Yeah. No, that's a good That's a good point. That's all in uh, Deuteronomy, I believe, is the list of the laws. Right? Deuteronomy? Am I on the right track here? So, yeah, that's where it has a lot. The Some of those rules and those laws are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool that you referenced that. Um, so, yeah, so they, they explained, like you said, now in the law of Moses, yeah. condemned us sure. to stone such woman... Now what do you say now, Moses? Yeah, because at that point he was writing in the sand, yeah. and then they yelled this at him. Uh, yeah, so Moses in Moses's law, so yeah. they're testing him. They're trying to understand, or they're trying to put Jesus in a corner. That's kind of a constant theme for the scribes and the Pharisees because they want 
they want ultimately to bring Jesus to death. Um, so this was one of those parts, right? Or they're testing yeah. him. So and they're like, "What say? What say thou? Um, what what thou? What, what say thou? you? Yeah, I can't speak. Like <laughs> I'd rather put him in a Brooklyn accent. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jesus bent down um, and he wrote in the sand. Bent mm-hmm. down, rolled with his finger in the ground, and they kept questioning him. So he straightened up and he said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And then mm-hmm. he, be- he went back down. And started drawing, yes. writing in the sand again. Which there's, Jessica, Jess thinks that they were writing, uh, he was writing all their names, like sinners. Mm. Like you sinned and writing all their names. I was thinking maybe he was writing, it was like try, he was writing the Ten Commandments with the f- same finger that wrote the that in the stone. But sure. unfortunately, John left a big part out. <laughs> what was he writing, John? What was he writing? When I, I see was... you, John, I'm going to ask you, why <laughs> did you leave that out? <laughs> <laughs> because he put a tic-tac-toe board, and since everyone left, he couldn't yeah. finish it. So no one wanted to put that in the story. <laughs> I honestly, when I read it, I did not really give that much thought. So that's interesting. I... It was funny to think about Jesus kneeling down and like kind of drawing in the sand, but I never like was like, hmm, like what is he doing? You have to so. look at like think of all this all the stories we've read mm-hmm. uh from the Bible, all the everything that we have taken in. He always is someone says something to him, he's either acknowledging them or telling them a uh a um parable. Parable yeah. or something <laughs> like that. With them, he just like ignored them was writing something in the sand, came up, said what he had to say, and then they all, like, left. Yeah. He was very direct in the this. Only, and, like, the only person who could have thrown a stone or cast judgment without sin is him. Is Jesus, of course. Imagine he's, like, picked up the first stone. And he just chucked it. <laughs> that would have been. But, uh, yeah, that's what it was very interesting. And he, like, um, at the end, like, tells her to, uh, I want word for word of what, yeah, so he met, he bent down, and they kept questioning, and then he said what he said, mm-hmm. and then once again he bent back down, and they all went away one by one. So he straightened up, and he said, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Go your way. From now on, do not sin yeah, again. Yeah, do not sin again. Yep. So he didn't, like, admit that she, he, he just doesn't condemn her. He, like, does, he never acknowledges, really, the... Uh, sin that they're throwing at his feet mm-hmm. and uh the main thing that i think that they were trying to catch him yeah uh, but it's not it's not specified that way they're saying she was caught in the act so i can't you know say that imagine being caught in the act yeah that's something that like, that's and also where's the man he's supposed to be judged too so why is only the woman being brought to jesus you know yeah that's interesting too i i do you feel like that was identified in Deuteronomy as well, as far as like the that's adultery? That's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah so but man it's... Man not at fault in that scenario. Right? That was a... Yeah. There you go. on <laughs> the woman. But the um, the test is really where... It, it's it's constant where the Pharisees are kind of being like, hey, what? how can we prove Jesus is saying heresy, right? Like that this is contradicting to what we know as as Jews living in that time with what Moses is Yeah, it was broad and then... And, uh, you were yeah. pretty much like sentenced to death, like if they decided mm-hmm. the, whoever was the high priestess or whatever, sure, where they brought you, yeah, um, or the witness. But like I said, from what I did on the research, it's like if later on it was found out to be false, then you were stoned yourself. So mm-hmm. like I feel like they were trying to really catch Jesus, set him up, you know, yeah. because like if they caught her, 
why didn't anyone throw the stone? You caught, you supposedly caught her sure. in the act. Yeah. Well, it was why, very. Why didn't you throw the stone? Of course. So. I mean, I think it was because of how Jesus really turned it on them and was very direct. Like you said before with, you know, usually he's talking in parables or, you know, kind of explaining things in stories and whatnot. But this was, was very, let's read it again. Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like. How can you how can you throw a stone at that point, right? Even the Pharisees who are really trying to get Jesus, you know, to, yeah. to do something wrong, they have to acknowledge in that moment, like, wait, like I I am a sinner as well. Maybe not to that degree, right? Because this was something that in that era in that time, yeah. adultery is very um and also like there's a it's a very famous like a lot of people know this story. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's misinterpreted, uh, like they think that it means like don't judge anyone, but it means like Jesus didn't condemn her. Like he didn't, he never acknowledged it. But like that's what one um, argument a lot of people do with like say um, even just like abortion. Like they're like, oh, you're not supposed to judge us. Like you're not supposed to throw a stone. No, we're not supposed to like condemn you. Like it's not mm. our. Uh, we're not. We can't condemn you, but like we can go against like. Are, like if we disagree you can do that like yeah. we're not like sentencing you to a death sentence on sure. that like a, a lot of people miss uh construe that uh i think um, that that was a cool saying. point that yeah bringing that up too because i that reminded me as reading this again you know that reminded me a lot about just how to handle kind of hot button issues today and how to mm-hmm. handle just being a Catholic and feeling questioned about different things and um, the idea of how we need to approach things in humility. I think that's kind of a reminder as well. Like, you know, he's talking about not condemning and um, bringing up even just having conversations with people. I saw a thread on Twitter actually this past weekend. Um, It was from a woman who is a pro-life counselor um, and deals with, you know, a lot of people who are you know, contemplating abortion or people that are coming from a pro-choice sense and kind of questioning things and her main point in saying, you know, how, how to handle those conversations, she highlighted, she didn't give you like, hey, this is what you say. It was take care and, and go about it in, in ways of humility. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a challenge for us to even just in anything like talking about sports or talking about something at work um, when you're kind of disagreeing on certain things. And the challenge and the reminder here of like taking that on in humility. And it's easy sometimes to kind of say, wait, you're wrong. I'm right. But if you can approach in a sense of humility and that's a challenge, but to understand in it, if you take it in humility, you're willing to listen and to understand where that person might be coming from and not judge, like you mentioned, or not condemned, you know? So humility, I think, is that, that piece that can be, highlighted or reminded of us today as we're listening to like these words again. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a cool thing for us to, to bring to our lives just in every conversation. I know I can work on humility when I talk to people or just life in general. It's like, if you are more focused on what the other person is about and kind of where they're coming from, I think that can just automatically make this kind of a conversation just like more joyful and more of a, Hey, we're going to get somewhere together, you know, cause I'm willing to listen to you and, that might in turn allow you to be willing to listen to me also. Yeah, and I think that's it's it's just loving someone and, and seeing Christ within them, mm. even through disagreements. But oftentimes I think we we 
always want to try to win arguments instead of like recognizing like hurt in another person sure. like for, for, where they're coming from right? yeah exactly like maybe they have some wounds that they're just that you don't know because you're not close enough to them or maybe you know whatever it is uh, so it's always important to just remember to like like friendship is where like change happens and where like love can really um do it do do what it's supposed to sure um yeah that's cool i like how you brought that into all of this like talking about condemning but to understand how like what's the opposite of that in a sense and um my biggest takeaway from all of this, because I've mentioned it prior to this, but the idea of like Jesus constantly revealing himself to us in the Gospels and revealing himself as, like, as far as who he is. Um, and Father Mike Schmitz made a note about that in his previous homily a couple weeks ago, I think. I was listening to it. Um, but he was talking about like if you know who Jesus is, that will allow you to have the how. Like you, the who can lead to the how, like how to pray, um, how to pray well how to live, how to live well. Um, so if you can look through these gospel readings and um, even learning through Bible in a year and things like that, like the different ways that God reveals himself to us or Jesus reveals himself to us, we can learn who he is and in turn, we can kind of build relationships with him and, and our relationship with Jesus can get stronger and become you know, more real and, and just kind of help develop you know, how to live in different ways. So. I thought this was a cool part of where I felt like Jesus was revealing himself here in this moment by saying, you know, I will not condemn you. Like he's telling the woman who was just caught in this act, if she was or not, but, you know, he was saying, I, I'm not going to be the one to condemn you. And I think that that can be like a reminder to us because I know like through my own personal just sins in life where like I felt. Think about it too. What, what would they get at, like out of Jesus? Like, what if he condemned her? Like, oh, you're, he can, right now, if we, you know, perish and go to heaven, you can be sent down to hell, like, condemned. So it's like, he will condemn people, you know, for um, their sins or, you know, as wrong as they are. And adultery is um, high up there. I just think he was um, too smart for them and saw through the, what they were trying to catch him, uh, like, Oh, well, she wasn't caught in the act. And you condemn, I don't know. It's yeah, me looking into it more, just like really trying to like, I don't know, like think around it, you know. Definitely. But I think that's the cool part about diving into these things. Because like know, when you learn the, like the laws and stuff of like that time, like how they would, uh, um, if, well, like I said, uh, if you wrongly them and after they were stoned and then later on then you could be stoned for mm -hmm. that so like that's i think what their mo was but like we'll never know because like it wasn't written john decided not to tell us what jesus was doing down <laughs> there in the sand um Je yeah and well that's what i think really kind of triggered the pharisees just because jesus was so radical in what he was teaching them uh, yeah he was just know? ignoring them he, <laughs> he was like legit just ignoring them got up looked at them, said the, the famous line. Um, and like for almost my whole life, that's the only thing I took out of that. Mm -hmm. And now like that I'm more involved in like reading the Bible and like uh, um, going through it, dissecting it, and just like looking at it like that way, like made me think more like of what they were like, what their MO was. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Pharisees, it's interesting to look at that from that sense, right? To mm -hmm. understand, you know, what they were doing. And yeah, I, 
again, like it's, it's Jesus's radical way of living that has caused their reactions mm-hmm. that way. And, um, yeah, it just, I love to be able to try to myself, like, as I read these things, I constantly, um, have been recently trying to understand more and more like who Jesus is to be able to let that shape like my relationship with him. Um, but I just saw from this sense of like Jesus kind of reminding us that, like you mentioned it in um, podcast like early on, and it didn't hit me as much as it did recently. But you said the the line of um, like Satan knows you for your sins, and Jesus knows you by your name. Yeah, and I thought that that was so cool because it hit me a little different recently in the sense of like I realized that there are times where I might have felt distant or afraid of my relationship or, or going further in my relationship with God because of my sins, because of the things that I have done wrong. And I, and I realize, like Jesus is reminding us again here, he's like, I'm not here. Like, I am a loving father. Yeah, like, I want you to, to come back you to out me. On your sin. Yeah, I'm not going to condemn you. Like, your sins can be forgiven, you know? And that's where, I mean, the beautiful gift of reconciliation can allow us to really have that breakthrough. Of, mm-hmm. of, you know, giving our sins to God and allowing him to say, like we hear it in reconciliation, you know, go out and sin no more. Like it's, it's there for us. And Jesus is reminding us, like you can lay your sins down and, and allow me to love you so fully and to know you by name, you know? And this just reminded me of that a little bit more as, as we were kind of reading through it again the second time. I was like, yeah, like th- this, is, this is who our God is. This is who Jesus is. He is a loving father who who's not judging or not condemning but rather Mm -hmm. pulling you up and 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 healing you you know even in your lowest of lows like this woman was caught in the act of adultery like caught in the act that's the lowest of lows and and he says i don't condemn you like go and sin no more that's just so i think powerful and cool i think that's divine mercy right Mm. it's divine mercy i know uh father rob recently Know, maybe a couple months ago, he did this homily talking about like those moments, like that's divine mercy, like those those awful experiences where you get caught in the act, where you're you're doing something you have to like confess and you have to open up and you you know whatever it is, like in those moments, like that's divine mercy. Mm. That's when you're you're vulnerable, you're down, you're in it, and you're willing to you know receive that that forgiveness, yeah, to ask for that forgiveness and then to receive it. Um, and it's not. <sighs> so not easy to just like go in and say because i i can think about just sins that weigh me down that have taken me so long and even moments where i still like hesitate to bring that to god and but that divine mercy like that's what is there for us like Jesus a, is well one us. thing it's is so cool. like you just have to acknowledge it he already knows what you did so sure. it's like that's yeah. the, that's our own you know weight on us like don't hold back like, you know we think we're hiding him. something uh he's up there looking at you like uh yeah I know what you did. (laughs) Of course. But, But, uh, and there's just that freeing feeling though, when you can finally like allow yourself to give it to God. I, it's not like I can, I I still can think about times. It's probably always one thing you always forget to say. So then it's like, (laughs) of course, I actually like throw that into my confessions. I was just in case I forgot anything. Exactly. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) but yeah, you ever have one of those moments where like, um, like you felt, God's presence, like, with you. Yes, yes. Like, I know, like, uh, you told us that one story a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so recently, like, I on uh, Friday, I felt God's presence. Like, mm. uh, everything's good with my son, but uh, we had a little scary. He had to go to the hospital, and we thought he had to get uh, surgery. 
and I really didn't want him to get surgery. I was like, I didn't want to look forward to the recovery time. I was just scared what it would do to him, change him. Um, so I was just praying, praying, praying. And uh, after one of the tests, I like said to God, I said, I was praying and I said, um, I will lay my son at your feet and I follow you and I try to preach your word and I do everything for you. Please heal my son. I have all the faith in the world. And like, that's what I was just saying. And like, I just felt like that moment at like three 30 in the morning, I just felt like, like a calming feel over us. Mm. Like everything was going to be okay. Mm. And then it turned out to be fine. So that's how God speaks to you, man. It's like, it's, it's that peace that passes, you know, surpasses understanding. Like that's it. Yeah. When you know, you know, it's so mm. clear, right? Like you felt it, like yeah. it was clear in that moment. And that's cool. I like that line that you put in your prayer of like, like giving yourself yeah. to God, like, cause that was something that Jeff Cavins talked about, like as a father of like truly giving your, your kids to God and understanding like he's their gifts from God. Yeah. And like how, what does it mean to live in a way where you're loving them? Like God loves them. And it's like that yeah. where you're saying this is, this is yours you know and there's like i had to you know feel that and realize that like there's so many times like people will be like oh please please lord uh i promise i won't uh little butter system make a trade yeah that's the thing (laughs) i make a trade people always do that people do that and it's like crazy that's why i didn't go pro something happens they're like oh it's because i gave up uh beer or coffee or something so god (laughs) gave me this like People do do that. I'm guilty of it in the past. Like, sure. please, God, if you do this, I will uh, give up this. I promise I'll never do this again. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, that is, a, like, in a way, an empty prayer. So, of course, you're going to wind up doing it again. Mm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, there's a difference in the, the prayers, you know, like, yeah, yeah. feeling it. And, like, um, yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been working on that a little bit more lately of, like, learning, like, how are, how am I praying? Like, what are my prayers and, and how am I praying? I went back to the rosary. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. you got such an awesome rosary yeah. there from the Holy from Lands, the Holy Land. an olive branch. Yeah. Sometimes the rosary or, you know, the prayers that we've been given can allow us, it shapes away. Like you're talking about like the clarity that you felt like I've been trying to go back to the rosary because I've realized like maybe my prayers have been a little bit more of a one sided in the way. So I've tried to like allow the rosary to be my way of just listening and, and letting myself see God through Mary's eyes and hoping that that will shape like my prayers. And it actually has in, in ways that I didn't expect. Um, so it's cool to dive into different things like that and to understand just the beauty of our faith, man. Like this is so cool to be able to talk about this passage and like to see it in different ways, to get reminded of other things and um, to let it kind of come full circle and just to constantly always be reminded of who Jesus is and how, how he loves. And I think ultimately for us as, as just Christians, as Catholics in our lives, the more we can kind of learn and discover about Jesus, I see how that can help our lives go like further and how we can live further. So yeah. I love that we're talking about this more and more. So, oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, so what do we got going on this week? We've got, I'm traveling this week for the first time in a long time. And oh, where are you going? Going up to Massachusetts. Wow. Actually, you know what? That reminds me because we didn't mention it earlier on, but I, I did have a song that I've been vibing to. Um, Tyler Hubbard 
Josh just came back from Nashville, so this is a little fitting as well. But Tyler Hubbard from Florida, Georgia Line, has a song called uh, Way Home. And it was fitting for me this week because, like, just being on the road again. And I was mm. like, it's, it, it's cool, like, when you hear different um, popular musicians kind of leaning into their Christian uh, ways, which is kind of neat. Um, but it was just talking about, like, um, being lost and found and having Jesus guide my way home. And I think that that's so cool for us to— it was for me, at least, it was a reminder of just like, hey, you know, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like, let Jesus guide my way and just continue to kind of lean on him as things go on. And also, I was loving the country vibe that he was bringing me. So mm. I'll probably be listening to that on my drive up to Massachusetts this week, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, cool. Good stuff. Josh, you got any shout outs? Now that you've got the microphone on. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to, to chime in and be a part of the conversation. No, it's, it's good. Yeah. Well, I guess with music, I always have things to say, right? Yes. Um, well, Matt Marr, has, he's been dropping some he singles. He has been. He's been dropping like a ton of singles. Yes. So I think he's going to release a massive album, hopefully soon. Um, and every song has been so good. Yes. So good. So I really recommend it. Um, I forget what the newest one's called. But uh, I know like Leaning's been on there, The Lord's Prayer. Bigger Table. Um, a bigger table. That was the newest one, right? A bigger table. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Solid. It's a bunch of all great songs. So, so check them out. Mm. Yeah, Mount Mar. That's some good stuff. I the Cody Ashby shout out too, right? Cody uh, Corey Asbury. Corey Asbury. Yeah, sorry, Cody yeah. Ashby. Man, dude, like we've. Said, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's when the microphones turn on and you just can't really think about names as well. Uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, he was at Nashville. He was. That's, it was his first appearance at the Grand Ole Opry. So we we went down and, and saw him. Did Reckless Love and then a song that he hasn't released yet. Really good. It was like about being a parent, all the stuff. Oh, nice. Claire was bawling. So well, nice. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful song. It's got yeah. all the feels then, huh? Yeah. Wow, you saw a sneak peek before it even came out. Mm-hmm. James got me back onto Seven Places this week. I was listening to them. Jimbo. Jimbo. So good stuff. Cool. Well, um, I will get Ryan to watch Lord of the Rings, people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's something we'll do as a uh, reactionary piece. Yeah. Maybe when the when the days get a little shorter, the nights are a yeah. little longer. But um, join the summer vibes right yeah. now. Yeah, we appreciate all of you. Yes. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. Share the video with someone. Get someone to subscribe. Help us out. Yes. Um, they follow us everywhere. Links are below. Thanks for uh, spending morning, evening, whatever you're spending with us. Just remember it's Wednesday. (laughs) It's Wednesday. (laughs) You know what that means. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Peace. Peace.